Welcome to Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show is produced by my dedicated duo of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns, of course, are Brianna Meza and Emily Martin. Thank you, thank you ladies for everything you've done for a year plus. And we're gonna miss you when you go off to college pretty soon, but you've been stellar. That's all I can say. And today I am very pleased to welcome back Palm Springs Unified's Director of Secondary Curriculum and instruction, Dr. Deanna Killian. Welcome back, my friend. Hello, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, you know, now we've saved like probably 15 minutes in the show because your title got shorter since the last time you were here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being facetious, but it did get shorter because we finally have somebody um, since last time you've been on who is handling career uh, readiness and CTE. So uh, shortened up your title. Didn't didn't um, diminish your job at all. I was going to say um, the brickload is still big. Yes, <laughs> the, the brickload is huge, but at least then you know your your title is a little more compacted. So yes, that's true. So for those who do not know you, which I really can't believe that would be possible, but how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacities? So um, this is my third year. I'm in the middle of my third year, um, but it does feel like I've, I've been here for a little bit. It's been so awesome. Um, I, a little bit. It feels yeah. like you've been here forever. <laughs> I, and not by age, right? Um, no, just, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so uh, when I first started here three years ago, I was hired to be the director of college and career, as you mentioned, Joan. Um, and then the second year was college and career and 912. And then this year I've had the good fortune of then now um, overseeing all secondary, so 612. Um, it's been such a great opportunity and um, everybody's been so awesome in this transition. And as I'm continuing to learn just the ins and outs of Palm Springs Unified, the work has been amazing. So job title, yes, maybe shorter. Uh, workload has been good and great. <laughs> and um, you, before you came here, you with Desert Sands. I was and, the other district, and, off, neighboring and, district. Um, no. and, at that, in that capacity, I did a lot of college and career work. Um, and likewise, just had the good fortune of working with people that allowed me to be a part of curriculum and instruction. So a lot of my, my background knowledge and foundational knowledge truly came from, from working in that capacity. And, uh, and so I, I, hope, I hope that I'm bringing that element here to Palm Springs. And I don't know if I've ever asked you, but I'm assuming that you were at one time uh, when you started your career, you were a teacher. I was, I, you know, I did start my career as a teacher. I started in Morongo Unified School District um, in the special ed department and then moved down to Desert Sands, was there for, was in Morongo Unified for about five years and then came down, moved the whole family down to Desert Sands, taught in Desert Sands, again, special education, moved into a teacher on special assignment, into administration, and then here I am now. So I've been in education for just under 23 years total. Excellent. I didn't know you were a special ed teacher. So see, you learn something new every day. What a great name for a podcast. Yes, you should go with it. (laughs) I think so. Well, so, you know, 
Thankfully, we're at a part uh, point here in uh, May of 2022. Uh, I think we've turned the corner. I think it's relatively safe to say that, although, you know, you never know what's lurking around the next corner. However, um, it's been, to say it's been a rough two years and then some is is certainly an understatement. We've all been extremely busy. We've all had to pivot in our jobs. Absolutely. And um, I think it's safe to say though, that you're one of the people who is probably challenged quite a bit on a daily basis, being in charge of secondary education. Um, maybe, you know, of course, at the beginning of it, it was the education part and making sure that our teachers were trained and that everybody was ready for uh, distance learning. But then as time went on, it became kind of pressure on a different level because we have high school students and especially our seniors who, you know, life changed probably more for them than anyone because they missed out on a lot of milestones, especially in 2020 and also in 2021. So I do want to talk about, and the reason we're having you on at this time is I, I soon I do want to talk about what things look like for this year's milestone celebrations. But before we go there, let's, um, you know, reminisce a little bit about, okay. reminisce is a terrible word because <laughs> reminiscing sounds like it was fun and it was not fun so reflect. let's reflect yeah. yes let's reflect on uh first 2020 and and what you had you know you certainly had your hands full both with staff students and parents who were like what are we going to do and how did you handle that sure no thank uh it was it's been quite a year as you indicated joan um First and foremost, I think you, I'm gonna start with the students you indicated or shared, you know, some of the feelings and, and some of the things our students were contending with. And so they unfortunately took a big hit in, in terms of what a high school experience or a middle school experience or a schooling experience would be, even our elementary students. Um, you know, there's been a lot of activities that unfortunately due to the pandemic and due to those safety precautions, which we wanna ensure our students were safe, some of those tough decisions had to be made um, in an effort to ensure safety and ensure that we minimize the spread of um, the COVID and so forth. And so it's been very difficult. And so I first wanna acknowledge that this has been very, very, very difficult for our students and our families, first and foremost. Um, and, it, and then the second piece is our staff, our site staff, the teachers, the administrators, you know, having to communicate the message, having to break the bad news. And so I just want to recognize the, if you will, the front line and um, the, the staff and the administrative staff that had to do, break the message and had to share and break the bad news and take away some of these activities that make schooling so fun and, and really engage students. So that's been very difficult. So I first want to start with that. Um, and yeah, you know, at the district office, we too are faced with that where we are given guidelines from CDPH and CDC and some governing organizations that are above us and having to make those tough decisions. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to shortchange the education experience or the activities. And we've unfortunately had to do that again because of the guidance. So it's been, it's been a very challenging year, um, different for us at the 
district office, central office versus the site. And Why do you, I have to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Why do you say year? It was two years. No, you're exactly what? right. So, so you're exactly right. Um, it's been two years where we've had to contend with this, but it, it was different, um, different in that in the first year, it was that abrupt closure. And just that unknowing nebulous, are we going to reopen? Nope, we're extending our spring break. Nope, we're not, we're pushing it out of here. Nope, nope, nope. And then that was it. It was such, it was such an abrupt closure and the pivot that you mentioned earlier, Jim, of how do we, how do we ensure that there's still education going on where we can't physically be with folks? And so kudos, or I know we've talked about this before, but if we're going back two years ago, kudos to the site, uh, teachers and administration implementing something that was so, which is a different and a foreign concept in terms of how we delivered education and curricula. And then moving into distance learning, um, you know, that was another insane year of trying to ensure that we're engaging students through Zoom, um, trying to pivot, ebb and flow. I think pivot is probably the term of the, the last couple of years, but really being able to adjust and ensure that we're engaging students and families. Um, and just and being sure that we're being very transparent, as transparent as we could. And uh, when we finally got to go to hybrid, that was yet another epic moment where we're trying to make good decisions and we're trying to ensure safety. Um, and, and really that old um, added verbiage of building the plane as we go. The last couple of years has been nothing but that. So, um, so yeah, the, you're right, two years, two years. And just when we thought we turned the corner and we're bringing students back this year, I think all of us had a sort of romanticized vision of what this year would look like. It's yay, we're coming back. And so it's gonna be normal and what we remember it, uh, schooling to be, but it wasn't. And so yet another year of challenging decision-making, um, trying to ensure safety with our students and staff. And then, but yet trying to give that normal and note that there's air quotes around normal experience for our students. So you're exactly right, Joan. It's been an absolute challenging couple of years. Um, I'm hoping just as you indicated earlier that we're turning the corner. We still wanna ensure safety. Um, and certainly there's still provisions that are strongly recommended masks. We always wanna wash our hands, You know, be, be um, intentional about spacing when practicable, when, it, when feasible, but still allow our students to engage in activities. Um, and I know we're gonna talk a little bit about potential end of year activities here shortly, but uh, it's, been <laughs> uh, it's been an interesting couple of years, uh, but I think we've all learned a lot. And I will say this, I think there's been some good, there's been some good takeaways in that, although Zoom is not the best way, um, it has been helpful for some of our families and parents. So some of our families and parents have shared with us that it is a, a more convenient way to participate in school meetings uh, or in school activities because it doesn't, it doesn't require travel time. Um, you know, they can pop on when convenient. And so some aspects of this whole ordeal has been beneficial and we've learned a lot from it. And so there's some things that we will not go away from that will still be an option for our families. Well, you know, I, you don't need me here because you're basically 
<laughs> You're answering questions before <laughs> I even ask them. Not a surprise. We kind of have that kind of. We do. Kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? We're like Sopatico, Joan. That's it. That's the word. And so uh, that was one of my questions. Like, I, it says right here, I'm sure there was some aha moments for you as there were for all of us. And what are a few of the things? And you mentioned one already about, and, and I think we've all found that. Like, how much time, and you can call it a waste of time, or you can call it, time to reflect or because you know there's something to be said for being able to listen to uh npr in your car while you're clearing your head to get to the next place because i think we all in the district office have gotten used to just booking back to back to back meetings and maybe taking a bathroom break in between or you know a lunch but we can't do that anymore because now we're we're back to you know actually getting out which has been great and also very tiring because we're not used to it. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Re, uh, kind of re-engaging and relearning um, how we used to have meetings before, for sure. But, you know, um, what I think we've done this far, and, and if I use principal meetings as an example, there are, we've had the last couple of principal meetings in person, which was beneficial because we, it allowed us to get together. It allowed us to that connectivity, but also the the topics that we covered, it allowed for collaboration. Um, and so those in-person meetings were great. Now we have other meetings where uh, principal check-ins, where Zoom is sufficient and it allows us to quickly hop on, especially if there's information that needs to be disseminated immediately. So there's some, again, some of the positives, if we can, around um, some of the way we conducted business over the last couple, two or three years. So there are some things, some elements that will not go away. That's one of them. Those, those quick check-ins. Um, I meet with a lot of different groups, uh, librarians, you know, teacher leads, and um, it's been very helpful and beneficial, again, to hop on a Zoom and be able to, to ask, ask and answer questions immediately um, without having to contend with travel time. As you know, our district geographically is very big. And so it takes quite a bit of time to get everybody assembled into a room and with the Zoom, we don't have to do that. Um, and so we could be very efficient with our time. Um, and, and the other piece I might add is that too, the recording capabilities. So when we can, when we record these meetings, it's available for those that unfortunately weren't able to make the meeting. So there's definitely some benefits around the Zoom, um, but I will tell you personally, I, I just, I'm so thankful and happy to be back in person. Like I said, that connectivity, there's something to be said to be able to be around and banter with folks and um, be in the same room. So I'm and so hug them. Yes. And hug them. Yes. yes. <laughs> I miss hugging so much. I mean, you know, it's um yeah, it's it's crazy. And like, you know, we were uh I was at an event a couple weeks ago and the mayor of Desert Hot Springs was there and he said, you know, when you're in a position like mine and you go to, you know, luncheons and dinners every night you say to yourself, like, get me off of this ride, you know, like, it's just way too much. And he goes, and my wife and I looked at each other, like, you know, with the, toward the end of 2020 and said, isn't there a dinner we could go to, you know, it's, it's like, right. Sure. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, be careful what you ask for. And none of us asked for that. So mm -hmm. there's a happy medium in there. And I think that like you, you and I were both saying, I think 
out of this will come that happy medium. Like even we've seen in, I talked to David Green, who's our um, artistic director for Musical Theater University. And he's he's been able to do some wonderful things for large groups of kids, like an actor's forum kind of thing. Even though he's always had people come from LA, it's so much easier though. And he can bring in more kids by having them be virtual and yet the kids can still ask questions you know it's still live right so right. it's not it's different from a webinar because i feel like with webinars that are there's no interaction right. people tend to check out because they they're doing other things and we've all done it and okay. you you might get something out of it but if it's an actual live um you know opportunity to engage sometimes not so bad you know like not have to fly the person in and only be able to to offer it to one class where you can have 20 classes zooming in or i'm exaggerating but let's say five right. at the same time right mm -hmm. and not have to leave their classroom well you know what you you bring up a good point and that's another perfect example of something that's been positive that has come out of all of this is a couple of things one is just exactly what you said we can have guest speakers in um, people can participate it's not confined to just on campus or that one classroom. So it opens up opportunities. And we've seen some of that. We've seen some virtual inter internships. We've seen some virtual guest speaking opportunities that have been able to be opened up. So that's one positive. The other thing that we have seen that's been positive is we've refined our offerings for virtual learning. And so, um, and, and that's two pronged, Joan. One is just the actual base program of how we can educate our students. Um, we have a virtual where it's a live teacher. They're teaching the district adopted curriculum. Um, there is some interaction and that works for some students. And those are the students that perhaps would not have been successful in a traditional setting. And this is K-12, by the way, not just secondary, but you know, for, for health reasons or whatever the case may be, maybe they are um, just really shy and, and an introvert. And so they just weren't very successful sitting in a full class. But in this capacity, they felt more comfortable. So there's definitely been some growth in that realm of it, as opposed to putting them on a canned curriculum. They're truly engaging with a teacher in a virtual setting. Um, and then the, another, so two-pronged, one is that piece, but then there's also opening up opportunities. We have a middle school that um, didn't have enough students to run a section of the advanced mathematics at the middle level. And so those students are now zooming in and part of a class at another middle school. And well, so, that's great. so they're able to experience and take that advanced level math class um, with the instructor at this other middle school, but they're zooming in and so they're part of the class. And so offerings and um, opportunities are greater, you know, by living through this unfortunate situation, but that's one of those silver linings. Well, you know, we were headed in this direction anyway, and we, we wow. have Desert Learning Academy, which is that kind of program. It was pretty small. And here, you know, all of us were thrown into it real quick and not by choice. But like you said, look at what's come out of it. Like now, we, if we ever had something happen again, we know that we can 
we can just move into this for as little or as long as we have to. And hopefully it's not long, but they will never, mark my words, D, they will never have another snow day on the East Coast because they don't have to. The kids aren't going to like it. The staff won't be thrilled either, but they won't lose instructional time and have to rework their calendars because mm -hmm. it's just going to be okay. Well, we can't, you know, there's a snowstorm, turn on your computer and we're going to all get together that way and still accomplish something. We are. So I, I don't want to run out of time because the yes. main reason that we're having you on here today is to talk about our end of the year festivities like graduation, senior yeah. trip, prom. Um, are they, will they look any different than they looked in uh, 2019? So yes, um, all of our high schools have graduation calendared. Um, we will have students participating um, at this time, there are no um, restrictions that it is recommended that families continue to wear masks just because it will be, um, you know, a large group. And so that is the, the recommendation, strongly recommended. Um, but graduation will commence with all of our graduates. We want to celebrate them. Um, right now, our four traditional high schools, Palm Springs, Cathedral City, and Desert Hot Springs High School will have them in their stadium. And Rancho Mirage High School will have theirs in the show at Agua Caliente. Um, and then our um, alternative high schools will have them in their destinations. MSJ will have it in the Richards Center as well Desert Learning Academy. So um, we're moving forward through graduation. Um, dates are being finalized as we speak. And so we're looking forward to celebrating our seniors. It's been a, it's been a while since we've been able to celebrate them in, in a fashion that we're used to. And I know that like for their, their winter formals, yeah. I believe yes. the deal was you can have an event, you have to have it outside. Um, what about prom? Are they, are they having indoor proms this year? So at this time they are, um, CDPH does have some specifics for large gatherings um, indoor. And so we'll wanna make sure that um, we adhere to those. Should they change as we get closer to prom dates, then certainly we'll we'll notify families and students about that. Um, as of right now, the high schools are looking to to find locations for prom. As you know, that's a big deal, um, and typically are working with local hotels and or venues that can house that. You're right. With winter formal, it was a little bit more. Um, there were more parameters. And so we were just coming out of Omicron at the time. And so there was a concerted effort to ensure that there was ample space that we took capacity of that location into consideration. And if it was indoor, it was an indoor outdoor situation. So it was one of those, for example, the air museum where you could roll up the doors. And so it wasn't just indoors, it was indoor outdoor. A couple of our high schools had it outdoor only, again, um, to ensure that there was air circulation and that we were um, ensuring safety of our students. So we are not held to those same standards as we were in January, in May, but we do wanna ensure that we're following the guidelines that's outlined by CDPH. But right now, yes, our high schools are feverishly and excitedly planning for prom and all of the end of year activities. All right, well, and, and I should be in transparent and the fact that people listen to this podcast regularly know we record way in advance so that our interns can take their um, their much deserved summer break and we still have our shows recorded. So 
by the time this airs, the proms will have already happened, but we're a little far in advance here. So just to say that, because if you're listening and saying, wait, they're going to be graduating in a few weeks. They haven't had their prom yet. Yeah, they did. So, but I, I but I did want to touch on it. And the other thing that is, is nice finally is that our performing arts groups at our, um, at all, all levels, but especially high schools, they, they have to put their, their musicals and their, their, um, their fall productions, their spring musicals on hold for a couple of years or mm-hmm. do them virtually. And, um, you know, in the fall, some of them went ahead and did it. And it was like, you know, well, we, we're going to limit the seating and we're, you know, it was kind of iffy, but thankfully now for their spring productions, they've been able to go pretty full board. So that's good. Absolutely. And, and um, the students are happy too. many of our performers um, because of the mask mandate, um, you know, it was very difficult, you know, to sing and to project your voice and um, the acting piece of it, the theater piece of it, so much of it is the facial expressions and, you know, it projecting your voice. And so um, I know that they too had some, some, um, I don't want to say issues, but challenges. Yeah. So <laughs> it was definitely challenging and Kudos to our students, though. They, they still did it, and they were still passionate about it, but I think they're so much happier now. You're right. Now that spring performances are out, and, um, and they're able to, to go back and, and be able to project and use their facial expressions and really have that be a part of that drama, um, and not drama, school drama, but rather drama, theater drama. We have a couple minutes, and I, I found this um, very surprising, and maybe you didn't. Um, I expected, but I didn't really share it, and I don't know that we even talked much about it, that when the mask mandate was uh, lifted and it became optional, I expected the younger kids would be um, having their masks on because their parents would tell them you have to, and that our older students, especially high school, would be the first ones to rip them off. And I was shocked. I went over to uh, Ranch Mirage High School to do mock interviews. And I asked um, Jeff Cable, masks, no masks. And he said, you can do whatever you want. You know, it's optional and it's optional for the students. And so I, as I have been, take my lead from who I'm with. And if everybody's wearing a mask, I'm happy to put one on. But if they're not, I'm very happy not to put one on. <laughs> so um, I, the kids walked in for their um, mock interviews and it was a full class of 20 something kids. Yeah. There was not a single student that wasn't wearing a mask. Okay. And so I was sitting with a group of three and I asked them, like, did somebody, did anybody say to you, like, you guys have to wear a mask or, you know, was there any kind of pressure? And they all said, not at all. We just feel more comfortable. And so, um, so I have to tell you, even from the onslaught of the pandemic and the mask mandates and things of that nature, our students have been wonderful. They truly have been. Um, they've been, they've been very willing and, um, and know that it's for the good of the community, good of school. So I first want to start with that, but moving forward, you're exactly right, Joan. I've been to many site visits, um, two today, um, and just regularly over the last couple, two, three weeks. And they are all, not all, but the, a lot of them are wearing masks. And, um, and the other thing that I want to point out is that nobody says anything. Nobody's making fun of. It's not like the, you are wearing a mask or you're not wearing a mask. They've been very respectful, respectful of one another, regardless of whether you're wearing a mask or not. 
Um, and so that's been kind of a nice thing to see as well. And again, this is visiting many middle and high school sites. Um, there are a lot of students still wearing masks and you know what? Kudos, kudos to them for, for you know, um, being caring. Doing that and, and caring and wearing them. And you know what? And kudos to the student body in general for not making a scene either way. Um, right. It's just very accepting. And so that's been a very, a very nice thing to see. Our, and our superintendent did make it, he felt, he, he said off of, off of the board meeting, I felt, I kind of felt like maybe I turned the, turn my, my chair into some kind of pulpit. He goes, and I wasn't meaning that, but he really gave a very um, strong and um, impactful, um, you know, like admonishment to everybody that we need to be respectful of each other and um and just you know let everybody do what's best for them and not make them feel bad about it either way and um our kids did that and so um and our staff's done that and so um need to do it it's been they continue exactly that's right recognize choice absolutely well you know um Real quick, because we don't have a lot of time, but I know there's one thing that I'm sure you would like to share about what our secondary parents need to know for the start of the 22-23 school year. What's the biggie? Um, you know, we are we continue to want to provide the best, most robust programs for our secondary pro- for our secondary students. Um, definitely keep your eyes peeled for communique from the district of um, important dates and up, up, upcoming events. especially and start times. Yes, oh, that's, yeah, sorry. Um, I forgot about late legislation. So we do have late legislation. This is something that is um, law um, and we have to implement in school year 22-23. So thank you, Joan, for that. Um, 8.45 will be start time for our middle school and high school. So please do keep your eyes open for communicate from your school sites. Absolutely. and. Thank you so much. It's okay that you didn't spend a whole lot of time on that because we had the superintendent on a couple of weeks ago and he spent a lot of time. Oh, phew, thank you. So it's all good. And, <laughs> and we appreciate you so much. Thank you for everything that you do. Thanks to all of you for joining us. You learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Brianna and Emily, and we will see you next week.